Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. You better believe it. I sort of almost forgot how to do the intro to the podcast well, then. You did it's forget. been a long time. Yeah, I, I haven't seen cut Matt that for a bit out. Oh, Don't worry about cutting it out. I think it's good. No, I'm going to definitely cut it out. I might put it in at the end. Oh, okay. We'll see. Something uh, like it's that. It's nice. I just, I really like, I like hearing, I like knowing that people are fallible. Yeah, well, you know, I can't always be the best at everything. So. I know. I try my hardest. Well, no. Matt Knight, you were not here last week. No. How's oh, it going? You podcasted about me. We did. And I heard it was really good. Did you listen to it? No. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I was on holiday. I, you know, I, I, in fact, I cut myself off from all things guitar for nine days. How um, did you? Um, how did you handle that? It, it was all right. It was all right. And then I came back to work today, and um, I managed to add another one to the Dan Electro Food Series collection. Um, and I saw our good friend Jeff Narona. So I got to oh, say nice. hello to Jeff. And, Jeff uh, of Jeff uh, from Roland. Roland and Boss fame. He was, he was you know, busy. Uh, uh, was he busy? No, he wasn't really that busy. He was never that busy. Um, yeah, so we talked about some Roland stuff and uh, how excited I am for getting a VB2. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, honestly, they sound so good. Yeah. So good. Definitely. Uh, they, um, the... They just sound way warmer than I expected. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of, and and not too extreme. There's loads of like vibrato of like, uh, yeah, vibrato pedals out there that sound way too. Really ridiculous. I, yeah, I like, always found the the opposite. Like trying to get a, a vibrato pedal that that does enough. They're always so tepid and safe. Like the like the all the Univibe copycats and things like that yeah but Univibe's different to vibrato isn't it though because vibrato is like a physical shift in pitch so like tape warbliness that's a word warbliness yeah um, yeah but yeah because you've got things like the warped vinyl and stuff like that which do some pretty nuts stuff but that it just sounds a little bit more realistic which was I suppose the thing they were going for when they first released it, but then everyone kind of didn't really understand it. Yeah, and now that's the whole thing. It, it was supposed to replicate vibrato, like finger vibrato, which is why I had the latch mode, but kind of didn't really work. No, and it, it, it didn't work in the in- intended sense, you would say. And it, that's why it became a sort after pedal, is because it didn't work the first time round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the same with all these things. Well, that's what I'm hoping with these Dan Electro food series. A guy at work was like, look, someone will use them on some recording and then everyone will want one and I'll be like, and I'll hold them all 
and I'll sell a complete set and I'll retire. Yeah, I don't that's, think that's, that's going to happen. Dream. I've got to admit. So, which um, <laughs> which of the food series did you pick up today? The tuna melt trem, which actually got the guitar players editor pick award, probably in about 1999. What, what, um, sorry, why do you know that? Because it says on the front, oh, editor amazing. guitar pick award <laughs> on the sticker. Nice. But then I suppose then they only had about three pedal manufacturers to choose from. I was going to say, that shows how thin on the ground things were in 1998-99. Don't be be talking smack on uh, Dan Electro pedals. I'm not, but what I'm Uh, saying is, from his editor's choice, he had Electromonics Big Muff, which had been out for for 20 years. 30 years nearly, yeah. Um, The Proco Rat, which had been out... 20 years yeah. uh, or about 10 years actually at that, no 15 years no, at that no. point the, the uh, DD3 yeah. Boss DD3 which had been out 15 20 years at that point yeah. or the Dan Electro Food Series I mean listen I know what I'm going to go for given the choice yeah but what if those have already won the awards <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what's funny is it actually sounds really good and I, I was thinking this right once I got a few of them we should get James at Bright Onion Pedals in Brighton, who makes all the um, switches. To rip to them apart. To rehouse them. <laughs> yeah. No, What's to rehouse them. And then we should do some uh, We should do some comparison videos. Aren't they? They're in proper metal chassis, though, aren't they? The no, they series? Actually, the only thing that's, yeah. that's cheap about like them the is, really, is the foot switch. Oh, because it's that little button. They're not. It's the little button. They're not metal chassis, are they? Yeah, it's only like the Fab series and everything. Oh, no, they're, um, fab, is... They are. There's some sort. Of, actually, no. There's some sort of like hardened plastic. Yeah. Oh, I thought they they were much better. The food series. No, but they also have proper. this protector for Dan Electro trademark. Yeah. Uh, this piece will protect knobs from foot damage. Got to be protecting those knobs from, from foot, foot damage. damage, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, the difference between those and the fabs is the fabs are like super lightweight plastic, whereas they're actually made quite well, but they are plastic housing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, that was the first thing guitar-related I did um, a week. What you need to do, Matt, is you need to collect doubles of all of them so that you can have one untouched set and ha- put them in the little pedal board that was available. Yeah, um, get them and, in the box. Oh, and I then, forgot about that. Yeah, the, but the, the, the funny serving thing is, platter. You know, you know the original packaging is like, um, like a back... A cardboard back with a plastic front that used to sit in that used to go on hangers yeah so they used to hang behind the till they didn't come in like i think originally they came in boxes and then they were like oh no we'll just have it like a behind the till accessory <laughs> yeah like <laughs> a last <laughs> minute add-on like a sort of blister pack type thing yeah so it's kind of like oh yeah i'll take a, a pack of super slinkies uh pitch clip uh, clip on oh and uh, give me a dan electro tuna melt tremolo as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would just if we had been working in shops at that time, we should have had like uh, the menu and then just them all hanging up. Oh, That'd be amazing. That would have been, oh, been so yeah. good. I, f- I completely forgot about the Dan Electro um, pedal board thing that they yeah. all fit into. Like that has got to be making those things has got to be one of the worst ideas any <laughs> any company's ever had. Of course, it's the sort of thing that Dan Electro did, who are you know notorious for quirky weird ideas. And I love that Boss still have it in their arsenal despite despite it not being anything that anyone else does just because it's a dumb idea brand specific pedal boards but at least with the boss you can actually take the bits out and put any pedals in there you want and it comes with a decent power supply actually yeah the Dan Electro one the holes to put the pedals in were shaped exactly like those pedals and you couldn't (laughs) do anything else about it Um, talking about Dan Electro one thing that I didn't put in the news this week I got a press release from Dan Electro saying that um, to celebrate their 60th anniversary 
They've made a website. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I saw that. I was and, like, uh, an electro website. That's that's new. And they've got some social media. They do. Well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago because I um, I saw I saw someone someone tweeted that Dan Electro have uh, finally released their their own Facebook page. Yeah, and oh, they've now got amazing. a Twitter account. Yeah, and they've also opened an Instagram account. Yeah, none of which have got the same handle. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> they've left it really late. People yeah. have probably got the. Uh... There's probably like loads of enthusiast groups that like Dan Electro stuff that have like taken all the social media handles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there we go. The Dan Electro website. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure you could Google it. So it's probably uh, Dan Electro, Dan Electro at Angel dot <laughs> Angelfire dot CJB dot net. Hollywood Boulevard dot Geocities dot yeah. com <laughs> forward slash sixteen four two seven slash pavement yeah slash down electro i was really into like early websites where um you had to put like where people who didn't know what they were doing were building websites and they put like a space in the url which was always the the, the percentage 20 20, yeah and like that was built into the uh into the url just like that sort of stuff still happens yeah and that's sort of what i would imagine down electro doing but you know it's all part of the fun I'm going to go and uh, check it out after the podcast. Yeah. I only saw the Dan percent 20 electro yeah. cjb.net. Dan hyphen electro hyphen guitars <laughs> hyphen and hyphen pedals. Yeah. Hyphen website. Dot net. Cjb.net. Jay Cross, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've been off this week and I've been very busy. Have you been really busy? Been really I mean, you were around here yesterday in pizza, so not that busy. Yeah. I ate some pizza today as well. Okay. I ate a piece of pizza from the bath today, Joe. Oh, my. That is so <laughs> low. Time off and very busy. Yeah. Piece of pizza in the bath. Well, I, I, yeah, I've been, I've been, I, I had a stressful morning. Were you crying whilst you... No. Uh, why, why would you be crying? I like, don't know. It just great. seems like a... It does seem like sort of, like, of <laughs> emotional, emotional breakdown scene in like an 80s movie, <laughs> crying and eating pizza in the bath. No, it's great. I had a really good time. Okay. Um... So, yeah, I don't know what I've done. I've, I felt really busy. Have you done any guitar-related stuff, is what we're asking. Um, I, I tell you what I have done. I spent a bit of time with a Squire Bass 6. Oh, you've stolen my... <laughs> Go on. I spent a bit of time with a Squire Bass 6 today. Um, my Squire Bass 6. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter who Squire Bass 6 it is, but um, I spent a bit of time with them, and... Um, it, it just the reason that I bring it up rather than just to steal Mark's thunder is that it really I do find it very interesting how much we and I know we've had this conversation before how much we raved about them uh, you know two years ago or three years ago whenever it was that they came out and now it's just it it maybe it was just a flash in the pan and we just didn't realise it at the time I think you might be 100% correct yeah, oh we'll talk about this in okay. a moment okie dokie Joe Branton what have you been up to this week uh uh, I went and played some gigs and stuff or did we have a podcast since then uh, yeah no yeah, we had we, yeah. Architects last week but we oh, didn't yeah, talk yeah. about it in the main podcast oh right oh okay yeah I yeah I went off and uh, and did a few shows and back out on tour again after 
on Friday. Who keeps paying you to do these things? Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's no, paying him. No, no one's paying us. Paying? No, no, no. I'm not being paid. <laughs> not being paid. But um, and 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 of course, I went to the uh, the London bass guitar show, which I think we we did speak about a bit, but we only spoke about that again on yeah the, last on week's Patreon. Patreon. If you want to check that out, um, Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Mm. Um, you can hear Joe's experience at the London bass show. Yeah, that was really good. Um, guitar stuff wise. Um, not an awful lot. Got a DD five hundred. Yeah. So you posted about this in the Facebook group. What um what kind of uh, what made you do that? Um, it just seemed like a good thing to have. Okay, <laughs> that's a really good reason to spend what hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, no, what, what are you talking about, mate? And the rest, two hundred quid. Oh, okay. Uh, and that was that. That's that's like staff rates. Okay, little um, little deal price. Yeah, they're they whatever. How much are they, Matt? Like two fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Two four nine, I think. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so why did you spend two hundred forty nine pounds on a pedal you thought would just be nice to have? Um, I well, because it's it's you know it would be a cool thing to sort of write with and have, and it just seems like an essential bit of of gear. It's definitely not going on my pedal board. I mean, I don't know why I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you did post this in the Facebook group saying I think I've done something silly. Yeah. Maybe I have. No, it's great. It sounds really good. Um, I was playing. Um, I was playing Jay's Les Paul. Um, oh, which is still it. at your house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been busy. I was playing that Jay's Les Paul through it the other day. It's, it's a great pedal. I, I completely um, still think the Digitech Time Bender is just as good. But no, I thought it was very, very good. It, okay. it does lots of things, which, okay. which was cool. So yeah, that that was uh, that's actually more more or less me done i haven't done an awful lot of guitar things other than um all the stuff i've been looking into post london um bass show we're going to talk cool about that little brands we're going to talk about that shortly out. aren't yeah. we in our yeah. first ever brand featurette hey, yeah um so as jay mentioned stealing my thunder i've been i borrowed joe's bass six this week to have a play around on so the reason is i was watching um is it 20 feet from stardom 30 Feet from Stardom, which is the uh, documentary about backing singers, mm-hmm. uh, which is up on Netflix, which is awesome, by the way. I've not watched it. You should totally watch it. It's um, it's really good. It's kind of talks about how backing singers are kind of underappreciated and how some of them have tried to have solo careers or some of them don't want solo careers. Um, it's really cool. But I saw um, uh, Ike Turner on there, uh, who was supporting or... He's in the backing band of Tina Turner, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and he was playing a bass six, and it made me really want to play a bass six. Oh, right. And knowing that uh, little Joe Branton here has got one, um, I called him up and said, can I borrow it? And he so kindly said, yeah, that's fine. Um, turns out, I don't really like bass sixes. What, what was it that you didn't like about them? Um, just struggling to really find a use for it, I guess. Mm. Um it was fun for maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Mm. That was the thing. Um, but I would suggest that I couldn't use it any more than that. Certainly in the kind of music that I play live and like the stuff that I write. For messing around at home, like it was really fun to put through a looper. But I played like two or three things through it and then went, yeah, that's about all that's going to sound good with this. Because you can't play open chords on it. Yes, you, you can? You can't. <laughs> you can't play open chords I on it. I think you can play open chords if you're playing slowly. And you can't play. You can't <laughs> if you pick the chord. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Like I was playing. You can't play an E on a bass six. No. You can't because it doesn't intonate. Doesn't not, intonate not, properly. Not incredibly well. And now that I have done some open chords on it, but 
capoing on the seventh fret so that it's yeah further up further up the neck completely fine but like just playing E open E chord Mm -hmm. it doesn't work it's like if you play an open E chord on a bass yeah it doesn't work because that's why I like the Ibanez one though the because we had a second hand one in I was like I just had no idea that Ibanez made one yeah Yeah. the the, the, I can't remember what it's called what the stupid long uh, yeah title name is for it but it was actually like really really nice yeah like played really nice like felt really nice sounded really good kind of covered a huge range of styles and it was just like when I compared that to the Squire one I was like this guitar actually like plays well straight away like no fret buzz yeah low action um, yeah, the Squire one. Despite us giving it the gear of the year, did we give it a gear of the year? Yeah, yeah, did, we yeah. did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Disappointed. Revis- it didn't spark the revolution that we initially intended. No, no. Revisiting it two years later, I'm a little bit gutted that we gave it the uh, highest accolade. And I, but I do think that's something exclusive to the Squire one, really, because I think it 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 is a working instrument. And there are examples. There are loads of examples of great musicians using yeah. bass sixes. I think the problem is it's a very hard instrument to make well. I just think for the price of a Squire Vintage Modified, I think that you know it's it hasn't it's not quite as on the money as certainly the DSR is, or realistically, it's it's custom shops or ones from the sixties sure. that you see being used at, on a professional level. What it has made me think is that I'd really like to try the more expensive options. So either the Japanese one that came out mm. uh, was there a Mexican one. Uh, no, there was no Mexican one. No, um, just a Japanese one. I think was the only. That's one, right. Which it? had the oh, no. and the, no, the, the pawn shop was Mexican. There was, yeah, that was the, the one. So the one that had the um, Jazzmaster yeah. style yeah. humbucker. Yeah. Mm. Oh, jazz- I thought that was Japanese. No, no, that, no, no that there, was, there was a Japanese one as well, but that was yeah. more. A, a it was more money. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, so it was like a thousand pounds. It's made me kind of want to try those mm. um, to see whether it can be done well, on um, a more expensive price point. Aurora, you know the the, the pop artist Aurora. No, no. Okay, she uh, she was made famous by a Marks and Spencer's advert, I think. But, but um, it has a very sort of unique um, style. The um, the guitarist in her band plays a one of the pawn shop bass sixes. Okay, often uh, it's he's actually where I got the idea of capoing on the seventh. Okay, from from going to see them and sure. seeing him do that. And I mean, you could just buy a baritone guitar, I guess. Yeah, I just get a Digitech drop. Honestly, I've been messing around with no, them. No, no, so good. No, mate, I've got one, and they don't track perfectly, so there what, there is latency. What's the chord tracking on it like? Does it kind of crap out, or is it per- on guitar? I think it's fine. Are you, are you struggling with it on bass, AJ? Mm. No, actually, I I bought it because I wanted to avoid having to switch basses for the songs I was in D standard for, but it just. Um, there was just always a slight, like only a little bit. I just felt I didn't get the right attack on a bass. Was it better? So is it better with the Morpheus then? Is it? Um, Morpheus yeah, well? yeah, I bought a Morpheus, but um, but again, uh, actually, uh, the Morpheus I got for my guitarist, and the Digitech drop is now on my guitarist's board as well. So wait, he's got two pitch shifters on yeah, his board. He's got uh, four, I guess, because he's got no the Pog, the Boss Octaver, the it's not a pitch shifter, but oh, isn't it? Yeah, what is it? Octave down. Well, the PS6 is, depends on which one it is. Oh, he's got the PS2. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a yeah. pitch shifter. Classic. And yeah. the Behringer one, and the Bomber. <laughs> Why? Because he uses them for different things, but... Does he go up with disease two disease at the same time? Yeah. Does he go, yeah, does he yeah. go down yeah. and then up? Down with yeah. one. I mean, yeah. just, just play. Just play normal. 
No, that's, that's not what it's for. But the they did set drop. He does actually have uh, his second amp is just um, going into a Digitech drop. So that Hovercraft Dwarvenaut 25 that um, that I purchased off of you for him, he has just a Digitech drop in front of that just set to the octave down. So what are you doing this band? Well, just yeah. stupid <laughs> faces. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I think if you had a three amp setup, you could have normal signal going into one, octave down on another, and then octave up on another. It's all there. It's all and there. Then, and then get a POG 2 where you can go two octaves down and two octaves up. Oh, he's two got of those two, two well. more about that. So you can POG and a POG 2. So you could be running the, the five amp setup all at different pitches. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, should we do some news? Nude. There's quite a lot this week. Um, so first up, talking about amps, um, Dr. Z amps introduced the DB4. Now, Matt, as uh, the resident Dr. Z expert, um, yes. tell us about them. Um, so Brad Paisley and Dr. Z, the doc, as he's called apparently, DB4, their fourth amp together, which I didn't realise they had two before four. the last one. Oh, really? I was surprised it was only the fourth. Really? When I did hear about this, I was concerned that they were releasing a four-watt amp, but it's, no. it's not. No, it's actually it's 18, or 18 or 38, 38, based on a Gibson GA40. Yeah. Uh, so you wanted something that sounded really British sounding, so it's got four EL84s in it. Um, and, I mean, if it sounds anything like the Z-Rec, which was the other one they did, it would just sound amazing. The problem is, is they're just super loud. They, it's just, it's not something you can use unless you're gigging. Um, like, I tried one of the Z-Recs, which is the same sort of power, and, like, at no volume. It's just, like... Oh, yeah. You know, it, how kind of terrible like making an amp that's designed for actual use. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> I love that it's become a criticism now of like if you can't well, use it in your bedroom. It's... I think you know being able to use it like, like this is like stadium levels. I mean, Brad Paisley is like one of the biggest selling artists in America, and he's playing like eighty thousand capacity stadiums. Yeah, and th- this amp just would even be too loud for a pub gig. It's just ridiculous. Um, even at half power, I mean, it's the same as the Z Rec. So. Whether this one will be a, you can as get it loud. as a one twelve combo because they do it as a two twelve combo, a one twelve or the head separate. Even yeah. even so, even I'd imagine one twelve. I'd imagine it'd still be fairly. Uh, no, no, uh, I'm just saying I'm surprised that they can you know get oh, the volume all, out they, of a. Yeah, 12. I mean they do all of those in sort of they all do pretty much all the amps in that sort of speed combination. But the love the thing I love about them is they're just so simple, just like volume tone and i think was it volume tone and gain yeah um so it's just uh, no volume oh sorry uh volume cut which is like a vox tone cut for the valves and then like a rotary tone switch which goes from like light to dark basically it's um, it's a weird setup isn't it but i guess it's kind of a niche amp really i mean there's not uh there's not that many people out there that are going to be looking for the brad paisley dr z collaboration well, i think the thing is over here in the uk maybe not but in america like brad paisley is like a hero yeah yeah i think is it's i think that's the thing in like country music such a, a huge thing over there it's yeah you know, I think over here we're like oh yeah Brad Paisley like he plays some cool guitar licks over there he's like a country like superstar the fact that the country music awards like is its own award show is crazy like we can even imagine that over here you know yeah like, what know. we have just Laura Marling yeah and he's like one of the headline guys isn't he so yeah I can I can kind of understand it but also you know how much of that actually gen- is uh, kind of linked to 
people that would buy that kind of fairly niche guitar amp? I don't know, but there must be a market for it because it's the fourth one, you know. Yeah, well, that, I think that's why I found it so crazy that Gibson make mandolins that are fifteen thousand dollars, but because the country scene so massive, like bluegrass instruments, go for that sort of that sort of money. So yeah, yeah, pretty niche over here, but maybe not so much in America. So the the the, uh, the new Doctor Z, um, the DB4 also comes in a cool range of colours again, as usual. That's black, kind of it's kind of their thing, red. isn't it? Uh, black, or do they do it in red. the Z colour? But um, I think it varies depending on whether it's head. I think the 212 is also available in blue, but the rest of them are, yeah, black, red, That's green. cool. You don't see many blue amps these no, days. No, no, that's, that's You need cool. more blue amps. I'm not sure about that. Anyway, Keeley Electronics uh, have unveiled the Monterey. Matt Knight, do you want to tackle this one? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm excited is, about this. Yeah, man, it sounds awesome awesome it this has got to be one of the best sounding vibe pedals i've heard for a long time i think the full tone ones kind of sort of ruled the roost in terms of like vintage yeah uh uni vibe sounds but, but this calling one this sounds, a vibe pedal cuts it short like it's 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 practically it's a multi-effects well it's basically hendrix in a box okay. uh, which is kind of i suppose the way to describe it and also just one thing that i kind of really liked is it's got that sort of monterey sort of paisley-esque hand painted front nice. but they do like nine different designs and if you put all nine designs together it creates one huge picture oh you've got to get them all nine. get them all well yeah if maybe you want to buy so nine of them it's three effects in a box yeah mm. it's a fuzz vibe you rotary, rotary speaker auto wire octave up and down it also has an expression control. out yeah yeah, so it's it's pretty nuts, really. It's basically the three main things that you want from a Hendrix pedal, which is fuzz, univibe, and an octava. I think it's kind of neat, and it's not often that those kind of multi-effects, like boutique multi-effects, don't often work. I think we've seen it in, like, the Sansamp stuff, yeah. um, you know, the little fly rigs, but there's not that many other examples that I can think of that have kind of only, survived. The what, sorry? The Mobius, well, that's a bit different, isn't it? Because that's like a digital... It's like a digital modelling yeah. thing. There's yeah, only yeah, one I know thing you mean, I can think of, which is the Captain Coconut... Uh, no, it's called the Captain Coconut by a company called Fox Rocks, and they do the same thing. as an octave, a fuzz, and a univibe, and they're so rare. Last time one came up on eBay, it was like 750 quid. What? Like, yeah, I'm not, not going not to spend that sort of money on that. Time to snap the uh, the Keeley Monterey up, then. It's, it sounds... It sounds really good. I think the the only problem is is where do you? Well, I suppose you put it at the front of your pedal board. You know, but sometimes you want. Yeah, to that is the problem the with these sort of uh, the the multi effects things. I always think that with um, the electro harmonics bits and bobs when they yeah. they do their little double pedals, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna want these these in different places. Yeah, it, but maybe the idea is that if someone's buying this. They may be just a massive Hendrix fan, or they're in like a Hendrix covers band, and they just buy this one pedal, and it goes straight into the amp. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it does kind of do most of what you need. Plus, having the expression out, you know. Yeah, I, I just can't wait to try one though. It's going to sound awesome, and I think it's one of those things where it's got a load of stuff in it. You can mess around with it. You're not necessarily, you know, going to sound just like Hendrix because I think there's a load of other cool stuff in it. But the, the actual sort of univibe thing in it sounds better than I think. Mm, 99% of the stuff on the market at the moment okay interesting one to check out definitely talking of signature stuff Gibson have just announced the uh, Rick Nielsen 1959 Les Paul Standard Jay Cross you've done a bit of reading on this yeah so Rick Nielsen it, who is he Rick Nielsen cheap trick yeah what band yeah 
great band, but played a five string guitar, a five neck guitar. Um, that's not what this one is. This oh. one is a. Imagine if Gibson had done that. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing the, the Rick Nielsen. It's a five neck strap, a little bit different from our normal uh, normal gear, but um, yeah, we thought we'd go with it. So, so I mean, this is there's not a huge amount to talk about with this, to be quite honest. So, uh, what what I actually think is a bit more interesting is the sort of the timing and what surrounds all of this. So, this is a um, it's a very cool looking sort of lemon burst uh 59 les paul 59 neck um the pa- based on his actual uh, based, on his, based on his actual guitar so the paths are based on his actual one okay. okay. they've 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 taken it away and they've analyzed it and they've you know made it exactly uh as his one sounds what this does have which is quite interesting is one of the original style cases so mm. um the cases in 58 59 60 were an optional extra Yes. Um, and they weren't made by Gibson. They were made by someone else, the company I cannot remember the name of now. Uh, I will look it up in a minute. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, they were made by them. And um, that's what he's gone for because he's like, no, that's, that's you know, that's, that's what... That's what I, it would have come with if you'd bought one. Yeah. So, um, and they look really cool. I mean, I probably wouldn't recommend flying with that case. Um, it looks a little bit slim from yes, the picture you're showing yes. me. <laughs> but speaking of flying, one thing that I did think was very interesting is um, uh, the guitar that he uses, the, the one this is based on, he takes with him everywhere. He uses live all the time. Really? He flies with it, yeah. And he takes it on the plane with him. Right. So he doesn't he doesn't go in the hole or anything like that. Doesn't he doesn't leave his sight. No, he it sticks with him. I mean um, even the reissue is eight and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, his money will be worth a lot of money. But um yeah, I just think that's that's really, really cool. And with regards to the timing of it, uh, Cheap Trick are apparently about to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. Um makes sense. After releasing their seventeenth LP. That's ridiculous. Seventeen records. Yeah. Um apparently they I thought are they would have been more than that for some reason. It's more than 17 records. Yeah. That's you know, a lot of records. You know, Elton John's released 70, 70 studio records, you know. Come 70? On, yeah. Something 70 like that, official yeah. uh, studio releases. Elton yeah. John? Elton John. What? Cliff Richards had 100 records. Yeah, one a year. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, anyway, um, apparently Cheap Trick are... Um, Cheap Trick are the first band ever to be inducted on into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the first time they've been nominated. Uh, I mean, which, which suggests to me that maybe the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are running out of ideas. Yes, yeah, maybe they should have been nominated earlier. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, it looks. I, I'm perhaps underselling it a little bit. You should look it up because it looks very like it looks amazing. It looks proper striking. Um, and I wasn't sure if it was something to do with the fact that he was selling a load of stuff off, wasn't he? Is there's like an official Rick Nielsen uh, shop on Reverb.com? Yes, and he was selling. He's selling basically selling off his like his entire collection or something like that. Oh, over really? Because he's got he's got a huge collection of guitars, doesn't he? I'm not. Yeah, sure. I think so. Like, I'm not sure it was the entire collection. I think it was that he was thinning down the collection a bit that's um, that 17th studio album was costing a little bit more than expected unsurprisingly the 17th studio album probably not selling in the numbers that the first one did mate surrender that are you is sure they just didn't sell song. 17 records yeah yeah they sold 17 yeah, the current album has sold 17 <laughs> records 
Uh, I reckon they still do right. They're one of those bands that I think will, like, if they put out an album, people will just buy it, you know. Like, Weezer have got a new album out in next uh. week or something. People will just buy it because it's Weezer, yeah, even if it's guff. It. I won't buy it. I've not bought a Weezer album, like, physical version of a Weezer album for since the Red album. I bought Hurley you mainly did. because it's a great cover. Big picture of Hurley's face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing them next week. I reckon it's going to be really good. Um, the new singles are not amazing. Yeah, but no one, no one's going to see them for the new ones, are they? Well, I'm, I'm the sure they'll play them. I'm sure they will play them. Yeah, everyone just... Yeah, can you just, like... Just play the new, play the old ones. Yeah, play that uh, same song again. Yeah, just do Buddy Holly over and over again, <laughs> over and over again, and keep fishing. Yeah, from a Les Paul standard to the Fano standard, um, Fano Guitars have announced a brand new line of guitars, the Fano Standard. Joe Branton, you've been doing the reading. Uh, I have. I really like Fano guitars. So um, for uh, for any listeners who aren't aware of them, they until recently have been a um, a a custom shop that specialise in in relic guitars, but they're not um, they're not Fender or Gibson copies per se. They are Fano's own take on those instruments, and they do they do a number of models, and um, they are they are completely sort of top end price point. Um, very classically styled custom shop stuff so they've decided to put out a standard series only consists of two guitars and they didn't put out their bass they only do one bass and it's a medium scale um thunderbird uh is it yeah i I wonder why they didn't put it out yeah it's a medium scale like three pickup probably leave that one for the custom shop (laughs) (laughs) well i was disappointed when i heard they were doing a standard range i thought maybe but um but uh, but no, they they've only only bothered with their, with two models. Um, they've they've done their JM6, which as the as the name would suggest is a uh, a Jazzmaster style guitar, and that's great. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the SP6. So good, so good. Now Fano have said that what they've decided their standard uh, series that the two models are essentially the most popular things or not necessarily most popular they just said their favorite they said it was their best bits of their complete custom shop series um over the last sort of decade or two since they've been making guitars and the sp6 is brilliant because what it is is a les paul jr single cut les paul jr single cut les paul jr but with a tele style bridge and tele pickup and a p90 in the neck and it's bolt on it's an older body with a maple neck with a rosewood board but then the neck uh profile is like that of of an old les paul jr so and they they kind of they describe it as being a sort of a best of both worlds so i mean realistically because it's a telecaster in all but shape i i don't know if it actually is the best of both worlds or if it is just a Telecaster in a Les Paul Jr. shape, but um, I mean that sounds awesome. Yeah, which anyway. is great, and the, and the neck profile I think is a big thing. That's you know that's it's a really cool thing to have something that feels like one of those old old Les Paul Juniors, but sounds you know as like versatile a telly, as a Telly. That's really cool. Um, what um, what did you say the body's made out of? Older. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, so it's basically, it's, it's a Gibson Trek Defender, even though they themselves are saying, look, it's... You know, it's uh, it's you can get the twang of a Telecaster with it, or you can get the muddy blues of a of a Les Paul Junior. I mean, it. I, I I think maybe that's not true. I think maybe it, it probably is just a really cool shaped Telecaster, but it looks incredible. It looks like it's going to hit um, sort of UK price point is going to be, be somewhere between sixteen and nineteen hundred pounds. So even their standard model um, series is going to be pretty expensive, but. It looks incredible. Um, it even it looks so good. It even manages to pull off black with a tortoiseshell pickguard. What are you talking about? That's the best finish. What are you talking no, about? Definitely. Not. Oh my god! Definitely that is not. like the best finish. Black with a tort guard. Anyway, they do it in black with a tort guard, or they're doing it. I think white with a white guard. I'd have Which to looks double check. Much better. No, it doesn't. It looks so much worse. But the Fano headstock is really cool because their uh, their headstock is kind of almost um, a two. It's impossible to describe. It's actually, double tier yeah, almost. It's got yeah. like a veneer on the headstock itself. That's right. But they've only they've put like half half of because it's two tiered. The the a kind scalloped of... part is gold, and yep. the rest of it's going to be either white or black. Yeah. Um, they look absolutely incredible. Lightly relict as well, which uh, I was showing some people today, and uh, they seemed to think it was a shame that it was lightly relict. No. Yeah. I think it looks incredible, but yeah, certainly. I think maybe they'd have sold a few more if if it hadn't been, or if it'd been an but, option. Yeah, exactly. But it is Fano's thing. Fano are a relicking yeah. custom shop, so so it would be silly of them to not. Still do a lot of money though. It still is a lot of money, but not in comparison to how much Fano charged for a guitar. Anyway, but they're incredibly well made. But yes, their standard series are essentially. I mean, you're paying. It's like Les Paul standard money, but yeah, with exactly. it's, it's Les Paul standard money, but using the materials of a Fender. Yeah, five hundred quid short of a Fender custom shop. True, true. Um, and there's a lot of they're very hands on. I think. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Um, you know, Fender custom shop are as well, but you know, compared to a Les Paul standard, I would suggest that this probably has had a few more, a uh, few bit more hands time. Yeah, I would yeah, say exactly. But but totally um totally brilliant looking guitars, really exciting. Talking about Fender, um Fender have announced the Edge signature strat and the Edge Deluxe amplifier. Which board of direct which director 
on the Fender Board of Directors, do you think gave the okay? Yeah, for not, the not edge? sure. Not sure you, that. Which, who do you think it could have been? Not sure that. Um, could it have been Edge? Maybe it was the Edge. You know, on yeah. on on this note, I really love that it was uh, Adam Clayton. Adam Clayton. It was his birthday a couple of weeks ago, and as I was flicking through Facebook, I in my feed three or maybe four separate brands came up all celebrating signature models from all of them (laughs) all celebrating his birthday with a picture of him holding the model because he's got the Fender he's just released a Warwick yeah Yep. He, so he had, a Warwick, he had a Warwick before. Yeah, that's right. He had an upside down buzzard. Yeah. Didn't he? No, yeah. an upside down, whatever the no, explorer shape is. No, it was a buzzard. No, it wasn't. The buzzard is the one that looks literally like a bit of old oh, meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bit, of, bit of old driftwood. Gri- grizzled old <laughs> meat, strength, it looks like. Um, and uh, yeah, the, he had a like upside down explorer shape. Right, um, but then, yeah, now there's another one which is like, it's a, like streamer, a streamer, but it's got a weird yeah. pit guard and yeah. it only comes in white. Yeah, right. it and it's just awful. got it's got a, just a precision pickup with like a thumb rest. It's like completely classic pickup styling. Then on a, a white streamer body with a maple neck with like star inlays or something. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So there was also a status. Were you yeah. saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's 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 had a he had, he's had them all. Yeah, he's just had a. He's had them all. He's Adam. But, all. Oh but, God! <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So Jay, anyway, tell, tell us about edge. the edge. So the the edge has got a um, a new signature strap, which is quite interesting because obviously he's always been a Gibson player. Well, I don't I know mean, if that's specifically like, true. Well, he's the, he's. He played Strats in the eighties, and he played Gibsons in the seventies. Really? Actually, I would always, yeah. I would always think of him as a as a Gibson player, either either a uh, a Les Paul player or the um, iconic, of course, the the iconic video of the Edge um, playing that tinsel finish acoustic <laughs> through all his delay pedals. No, no, no. There's that really iconic video of the Edge uh, playing a. I think he's playing a, a Firebird. Hey. Uh, when he um, oh, when, when he falls, when he falls, off, the falls off the stage, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the uh, that's, that's that's what I think of. When Good I think times. Um, anyway. Usually an explorer, I think, is uh, uh, yes, in yeah, recent no, years right, an yeah. explorer. So anyway, the um, the Strat is is actually a pretty run of the mill Strat. It's um, uh, somewhere between um, an American Standard and an American Deluxe, I guess, kind of. Um, so it's um, it's got custom shop Fat Fifties. Uh, so it's not it, it's just like built in the standard factory it's not a custom shop okay. car um, it's got custom shop fat 50s pickups in the neck and in the middle which is what you'd expect from a uh, an American standard but then excuse me it's got a Damasio um, FS1 which I don't know what that is okay but um, there's an FS1 in the bridge so um, just giving you presumably a, a much higher output kick do you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the old highway ones yes because it's got the 70s headstock with the like chunky writing on it yeah and like that makes it like an old highway one which well, guess, actually they were they were quite cool guitars but i guess it's just based on a 70s strat that he probably used yeah although it's actually got a two-point trim with a deluxe it does yeah trim that, on it, yeah which is, which is the next yeah so um yeah and push pull um tremolo arm so it's like the the design the the design. So it's like the old. It's a bridge off an American Deluxe. Did yeah. the American Deluxes have? Are they two point trim? I don't yeah. Think they, were they? yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, bridge off American Deluxe. So this appears to be a bit of a pizza, um, <laughs> to be to, to be uh, to be quite frank. 
Um, but that's, and- uh, if you, it's, it's funny though because if you watch Fender did like a promo video on it and he is basically going oh yeah I try I just kept telling them to change bits until I found something I liked so I don't think it was designed with like a guitar that he plays in my oh, like, right. plays okay. already I think it was more like I'm just allowed to go around the custom shop yeah, yeah. or I'm allowed to go around the factory and just build what just I want just pick a so. few bits out off the shelf the um well the, I remember reading the article um when it was announced that Bono and the Edge were going to be uh were had bought themselves in as bought on the board of directors I assume they bought themselves in as on the board of directors um, they spent a lot of money buying themselves into a lot of things <laughs> well yeah but they um so yeah I remember reading like I'm, I'm sure that the quote that he gave at the time was I feel I feel like a kid in a candy shop yes um, well with you though well yeah I mean absolutely but like it's just it's like such a boring thing to come out with <laughs> you've made a maple necked black strap with a white oh, no, no, it, it doesn't just come in black it also comes in grey Oh god! Is it that Mercedes grey? Is it on the edge it of black? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, so, so you know, look- just quickly, do you know what I like about it? The fact that it's not cost- custom shop and yep. it's not three grand. He's got something that's actually affordable. And yeah. in Clayton's signature Fender, he had a green one, didn't which he? wasn't mega money either. Was I it? know it was. It was about hundred quid, I think. Yeah. Well, and, okay. And uh, and in fairness, the Bono Gretsch. Um, isn't a huge amount of money. That was eight hundred quid or something. You know, in terms yeah. of you know for it, pretty standard money for something from the uh, electromatic range. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so anyway, alongside the Strat, he's also brought out a um, a Fender Deluxe amp, uh, which is I think quite a lot cooler than the guitar. So it's um, a Tweed Deluxe. It's kind of what you would expect. I'm assuming I'm assuming they've done something with the. Um, it says modified circuitries, modified circuitry for a tighter low end response and high impact tone, which could mean anything. Like yep. they would they would put that on anything that anybody put together. But it's got a um, Celestine Blue, uh, which you're you're not a big fan of, are you? I quite enjoy them a lot. <laughs> Okay. I really like them. I, they're my favourite speaker, um, and yeah, I, that I think is is gonna is gonna be brilliant. Um, and I, I'd really, really like to hear one of these. Um, I don't know if it's something that I, I mean. How many of these is he gonna need to use live though? Because like, they're only twelve watt. I think, aren't they? Deluxe? Yeah, but just put a mic on him in him on I think he's used a, like a deluxe Axe effects as like one of his main amps for ages. Right. That and like an AC thirty, and they just mic them up. But I mean, they are playing like through a. 80,000 watt PA system yeah I so suppose yeah. Like, yeah I'm probably. sure I'm sure on stage volume is not a problem when you can have you know in-ear monitors and the best yeah. best mixed sound uh, engineers in the world and stuff so. when you're a billionaire I think you could probably have yeah, yeah. whatever you want um, Matt Knight <laughs> Matt Knight have they discontinued the Eric Clapton Deluxe yeah, they've been discontinued for a while and they don't actually make a deluxe. So I'm assuming that the kind of edge is like, this is the deluxe you can now buy and then that'll be discontinued and then they'll bring out another one because they discontinued the entire range of... The um, EC range. The EC range, yeah. yeah. Which is a shame because they were really cool amps. The yeah. Tr- the Twin Deluxe, the Tremolux and the Vibrolux. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done um, like a Mexican-built deluxe series like a tweed series oh that'd be really nice oh yeah well they did do the, all these are all american they're all hand wide they so. did do yeah. the fsr um they're like they did a blues junior and a and a deluxe yeah but they're in, just tweed finished they're not actually in, like yeah yeah absolutely but you know that's 
Bigger to get a proper reissue, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Really yeah. Nice. Really well, nice. talking, talking offenders tomorrow, and I'll obviously report in full next week. Uh, base breakers are landing. Oh, oh really? Tomorrow, so oh, yeah. I've already got ours. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I want to hear there today. I didn't see him. I want to report on the base breaker 007. I'm thinking of switching up from the Hughes and Kettner. Uh, I reckon it'll be awesome. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, let's know. We'll talk about those next week. Can uh, I just yeah. just before you you jump on yeah. my favorite uh, my favorite report about the uh, the Edge guitar and amp is uh, there is a press release on Reuters. Okay. Uh, and the picture they've chosen is a big old picture of the Edge using a Les Paul. Nice. Which is uh, <laughs> very <laughs> which good. is brilliant, I think. So, but that said, cool the guitars. Like a guitar announcement is making it into a news agency like Reuters. You know, yeah. it's, it's not just going through, um, you know, people like us and people like Premier Guitar and stuff like that. You know, this is this is actually hitting major news outlets, which I think is very cool. That's the benefit of having those two on the board of directors. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, there is a couple of other bits of news, um, but I think we should maybe just for because oh. we're you know we're three quarters of the way through the podcast. Let's um let's do this thing you want to do, which is this manufacturer's spotlight, which I think is going to be what a weekly segment or yeah, every couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Basically, you've been doing some research into a brand. But we can talk about the two things definitely next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they're really cool. Yeah, Both of them okay. are super cool. There's, so there'll be some There's some news which won't be brand new news next week, but it still be interesting. We'll talk about that next week. The pedal especially is super cool. Have you Have you thought about a intro to Manufacturer Spotlight? Oh, no. Um, let's, let's have a quick think now. Um, what, do you want to just say Manufacturer Spotlight? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I guess so. <clears throat> let's, let's pretend like we didn't say that bit. Okay. <laughs> Manufacturer's Spotlight. Yeah, sounded good. Do you think we should get proper, you know, like. No, I like that you do it differently. You should every have week. a soundboard. Um, no, I like that you do it differently every week. I think it uh, it, work, it just works. It's really, really fun. Okay, fine. All right. Add, adds an unprofessional edge that we otherwise don't have. <laughs> yeah. yes. From um, you too? Yeah, unprofessional edge from you too that we don't have. <laughs> okay. So, Joe Branton. Who's the manufacturer that you're talking about this week? So, yes. So, um, I, I thought as this is the first one, I'd kick it off with something that's not going to inter- interest any of our listeners or anyone. Okay, sweet. For well, me. Um, this, um, this feature's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be big. Yeah, but but I, I just thought I'd, I'd start it off with, uh, with, with something that I thought needed a, a shout out. But every week I will come up with a new interesting small brand that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't. But if you haven't, then they're totally cool and you should go and check them out. I'm this also, has been a big build-up, I've got to say. We've, yeah, okay. we've been talking about this for a few weeks as well. That's the other thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, ideally, what I'm going to do is um, I, I haven't this time, um, but uh, I am going to be talking to um, the um, the owners of these little companies. I'm going to get hold of them and just ask them a few questions and stuff um, before I report back to you on on what they're about. So I can kind of give you the insider scoop on uh, on the brand. Um, so this week I'm talking about ACG or AC Guitars, um, who are a a very small one man operation. Is it um, ACG Guitars or is no, it AC it's, Guitars? It's AC Guitars. Okay, so, but but ACG is, okay. is, is, is sort of what they're what it says on the headstocks. Just like yeah, to clarify, AC yeah. AC Guitars. Um, AC Slayer. Yeah, okay. just like them. Um, but yeah, they are they're a one man operation out of um, out of southern Scotland and. Uh, Primarily, well, for the moment, the only thing on 
um, on their books are bass guitars, but he has been known to um, craft guitars as well. So AC guitars um, do a number of uh, a number of body shapes, sort of five or six uh, standard models, which um, which they will then do in a standard um, custom or Uber series, and you get we, different. I remember we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The Uber finishing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in they're predominantly they are uh, natural finished uh, instruments in a, in a great range of woods that he sources um, in Scotland from a little uh, a little wood manufacturer uh, or wood supplier. That's called a tree. It? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from a tree. Um, but yeah, they're completely worth checking out. So they um, they do yeah the the three series. You can get things like better preamps active electronics and and solid colored finishes in the top end the uber series um low lower down they're only available in sort of an un, an oiled finish um, but you can get bolt on or through neck in all models and they do four five or six string they're also um very well known for coming for for getting hold of some of the most bonkers wood you will ever see being used for various things like what have we got sobrano um well there are things like a a spalted blue maple being used as a fretboard um which when you is, say blue maple yeah finished in blue or? I, I assume it's been dyed yes okay. but but it's 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 i was gonna say there's a new amazing tree that i've not heard of that grows blue, <laughs> blue yeah ma- they're from the blue mountains okay um, but they also do wood finish pickups as well. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and and they'll they'll do complete bodies in in matching uh, in matching wood. So the pickups, fretboard, and body itself. Are, so I could get an entirely blue guitar. You could yeah. That sounds blue amazing. Wood, blue this, oiled wood. The guitar I've just bought on here is one of the most bonkers bass designs I've ever seen. So ten string. Yeah. Five string and both fretboard. There's two fretboards that are joined together. One is a five string fretless. One is a five string fan fret. Yes. But on a ten string, obviously like thickness seven piece, wengi flame maple headless neck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it sounds. I mean, that is just one of the most bonkers bases I've ever seen in my entire life. It's absolutely ridiculous, but yeah. also absolutely amazing. As much as completely brilliant, he's also done a very strange fretless resonator electric guitar as well, which uh, which was on there until recently. Does he build electric guitars as well? So as just no, but but he did build one recently and put it up. So he has up there a standard shop, which are things that he's made, and he brings those. To, he brought them to the London Bass Guitar Show, for example. Um, but he has a... He, I assume he brings to shows in general. But he has a, a range of pre-built stuff, which are slightly cheaper. So, for example, some of the Recurve, which was his first ever um, modelled uh, bass. That's that, the one I see a lot when I see ACG. Yeah, yeah. Recurve, I think, is the most the most popular. Um, the one that, that he has a few sort of relatively famous indoor seats yes. for. Yes. Um, but the uh, the recurve you can get like a standard four string bolt on. If you go to the pre builts you get it for about eight hundred pounds, which is really in- incredible. If Hand- you consider handmade, yeah. UK made, eight yeah, hundred right. quid. Well, here's the thing: if you want custom shop, if you want standard, standard series. So let's say you go headed, you go bolt on, you go passive electronics, but you still have your choice of wood neck radius neck profile everything else and even make customizations to the body shape itself 1100 quid 
Really? That standard series price. Which, that is mental. Which That's is amazing. So he's got to be one of the most reasonably priced um, you know, custom shop luthiers out there. I, um, In fact, one of the, the bands I was playing with on tour uh, last week, Vassa, um, their bass player has uh, recently stopped playing Spectres and has got himself an ACG. They're a Scottish band, so it makes sense for them too. But... I mean, I have no time for six-string basses unless they're bass sixes. But and and I constantly—they're good friends—and I constantly abuse them for the ridiculous clicky sound of his awful six-string Spectre. But the ACG actually sounded great. Um, so when do you get one? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get a six-string. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've toyed yeah. with getting an ACG. They they actually do do. They've introduced a J bass uh, model, so they do do a jazz style series. It's 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 obviously more modern, but they they standardly fit most of their basses with Nordstrands as well. So you can have them more active or passive. Some really really good gear. So definitely worth checking out. Joe Branton, where can people find out more about ACG? Oh, don't ask me that. I haven't got the the link up in good. front of me. If you search acguitars.co.uk, there we go. I'm glad you did your research. Yeah, yeah, well, so, I did. I there did. we go. Round of applause for the first ever manufacturer spotlight. There you go. Yay. Wonderful. So next week, I promise I'll come back to you with a little guitar brand, and then maybe we'll do a pedal brand the week after that. Yeah, I'm up for that. If there's anyone um, that you want us to kind of cover and talk about a bit, then put it in the Facebook group. I would say, and we'll get in touch with them, find out a bit about them, and do a little manufacturer spotlight. I'm into it. Shall we do some questions? Yes. So you know what that means. Oh. Question. I think we're probably only going to have time for one question this week, and it is a good one. <laughs> Look how red you're going. <laughs> so red. Even on the camera, I can see it. You've got to finish your question. Keep going. <laughs> So red. Are you doing some sort of circular breathing? There we go. Well done. Well done. Um, so Nick says, how many guitars does each person own, and how do you justify them all? Matt Knight. Uh, six. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at six. So I must have six. So each one. How do? You, what is it, and how do you justify having it? Uh, acoustic, because you only need one acoustic, because no one likes playing acoustic guitar. Um, you might want to say what the acoustic is uh, it's a Garrison G4 built in Canada no longer a company bought by Gibson and then Gibson dissolved them <laughs> nice <laughs> sweet history um, uh, Gibson SG Special faded because it's dead cool and it was is that the one I borrowed yeah do you know what I played the yeah, first and I haven't adjusted the strap since you borrowed it so oh really it's, so it's still really, really high. high it was really high it's I played really the, high uh, I played the first ever um, uh, lesbian wedding in the UK on that guitar there you go the now it's got yeah really yeah um, my, my two mates just quickly before you move on Matt having borrowed your base 6 earlier Joe um, I couldn't actually put it on with the height of the strap like I couldn't put my head I had, yeah. through what? the strap when I had to go on it I had to like lift the strap up and then I had to like tilt the base Tilt, tilt, tilt it like, like flat, so yeah. that I could like pop it over. But that is how you put on an instrument, like no, a jumper. No, it isn't. Like, like a, a jumper. Like a jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I think with that you should carry on. Um, I've got my new Red Sparkle custom shop telly because you know it's Red Sparkle. Good. So I have a telly. <laughs> It'll be a funky color. Uh, Fifty-eight Les Paul. 
in pink because it's pink and you've got her in a Les Paul. Uh, this is how I justify them. Uh, pink Paisley Strat. Um, because if you're going to have a strap, why not Pink Paisley? Yeah, because why not Pink Paisley? And then a Baja Telly, because if you're going to own a telly, you should probably own the best one. So <laughs> I sort of think that now you've got that custom shop telly, you should maybe sell me your Baja Telly. No, that Baja, to be honest, I AB'd the two and the Baja still sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Um, it just, yeah, because I bought, I bought it secondhand and the the guy I bought it, uh, when, I, when I bought it from the shop, the guy who sold it to us, Got it relic somewhere, and I don't know where, but the guy's done, like, the best relic job on it than that I've ever played. It plays better than any of the Fenders I've ever played. I mean, it is a Fender. Uh, so, yeah, more like that would be excellent. Jay Cross. Um, I've got... Do you need me to remind you as I have them all? No, no, no. So, um, I've got a Taylor Baby Acoustic. Well... I've got a Taylor Baby acoustic, which I have because you need one acoustic guitar. Um, I've got a Les Paul Special double cut with P90s. Um, How do you justify that? Well, I'll do the justification in a minute. So, okay. I, I, so you need, like, I've got a Les Paul Junior Special uh, with P90s. I've got... Um, my Les Paul traditional with humbuckers um, which is at Joe's house before he butts in um, I've got my uh, tele- Fender American special Telecaster which is also at Joe's house uh, for guitar nerds related reasons in fairness true um, I've got uh, Fender American standard P bass because um, really I'm a bass player more than a guitar player um, oh how many is that I've lost count um, I've got a um the Armand Les Paul copy. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. What's the justification behind that? That's my first guitar. Okay. And I don't want to sell it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I've also got just some like really pony um, classical guitar, um, which is just um, like hidden away in my bedroom somewhere. Um, but the way, um, so two of my guitars are currently so. The, the serious answer as to why you can justify them all is um, of the guitars that I've got I've got one with single coils one with P90s and then I've got a proper guitar with humbuckers and I've got my first ever les- my first ever guitar um, the, my first ever guitar my Diamond is at one of my mates house and uh, then the two that are at Joe's house uh, I can sort of justify keeping uh, the other ones in the living room because they don't take up too much space uh, because so basically as long as they're taking up space in someone else's house it's fine <laughs> yeah 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 okay. that's yeah, yes. that's the exact, exact good times. point yeah. good times Joe Branton this is where it's going to get interesting because yes. you've probably got the most out of all of us well I've thinned down a lot recently okay I mean yeah, I thought you were looking trim yeah the, oh, hair thanks, is, uh, the hair is certainly thinning um, <laughs> go on um, well I've got an Epiphone uh, Caballero what is um, that? It, which is my one acoustic. Okay, of course, yeah. Have. So it's it's a it's a parlor shaped. So the um, <laughs> it's 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 based on just before it was something like the last guitar that Epiphone made before Gibson bought them. Yes, um, and it's a it's a reissue, a year authentic reissue of that. So it's it's rather nice. It's That's like cool. a, it's kind of like um it, it's it's a very red mahogany, and then it has um uh, a tortoiseshell 
binding and tortoiseshell guard you know it's it's it's, it's quite tidy I, I like it as like a little very affordable parlor to mess around on yeah i mean i should have got a um a simon and patrick trek one of their trek parlors. oh yeah they're very nice yeah they're really good or the, maybe yeah, maybe phone, a faith naked or something the like epiphone's that. quite a bit cheaper than those though isn't it yeah oh no 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 the, no the epiphone was um was 200 pounds more or less on the nose and i think it's 299 for any of the trek Okay. Simon and Patrick uh, Trek because they do they do a Dreadnought a Parlour um, and a Folk and they're all 299 they're okay all really good just really basic just have like a burnt uh, rosette sort of yeah. thing and yeah, just really great simple guitars. anyway so that's so, what you want acoustic yeah I don't have a Simon and Patrick Trek okay good <laughs> um, no, and then uh, and then uh, guitar wise um, I don't have any guitars I, got basics yeah, I've got a basics. That's that's a, that's a guitar. Yeah, my girlfriend has that weird cello headstock Telecaster. Yeah, um, we need to. We should put a video or something of that in the group because that is one of the weirdest guitars I've ever seen. It's a totally bonkers guitar, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got um, yeah. So I've got a Squire vin- vintage modified basics in Sunburst. I have my fifth my Mexican Fender fifties P bass, which I've had redone to be a fifty seven. So it's uh, two uh, two color Sunburst. A proper nitro finish, two color sunburst, gold anodized plate, but I've sort of gone off the rails a bit and fitted Seymour Duncan quarter pounders, which was a mistake. I've told just, you. I told I've just you. bought some SPB ones that I'm yeah, going to put in perfect. there instead, because um, that is fast becoming my favourite base. Okay. That I own. I think it is good my base. Favorite at the moment. P base, but doesn't doesn't stay in tune for a whole set. Which is rather that's annoying. weird. Mm. A well, D standard. Yeah, well, there you yeah. go. I, I'm probably going to have to. Um, I'm going to take the bridge out and put something more proper in. I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, sorry. Uh, one of those. I've got the uh, limited edition lacquered finish um, '60s jazz bass, Mexican again, oh, but it came so with cool. a tweed uh, tweed hard case nitro finish, basically a '62 jazz bass. Um, and then I have another sort of Bitzer cream jazz bass with EMGs in it. Um and uh, well, I think that is virtually me done now. I've virtually nothing. Then you have a Warwick of it somewhere. No, sold that. Okay. Um, sold all my Yamahas. Wow, I've really thinned all down your them. Yamahas. Yeah, all of them. Even the one that you got for your thirtieth birthday. Yeah, sold that. Wow, man, that's cold. I sold that. I sold the um. Well, to be fair, I sold it to buy that sixties jazz bass. I sold that. I sold the the BTB forty four and thousand and twenty four, and I sold the nineteen seventy nine um BB eight hundred. I said BTB that's Ibanez. I meant BB. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I sold the nineteen seventy nine BB eight hundred as well. So I'm really thin. Just two jazz basses, just one P bass. Wow, that is from a year ago. That's very very different indeed. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. It's terrible. I need to buy stuff more. Actually, I. <laughs> Just buy I, everything. I did. I did message the lovely chaps at Strings and Things who um, distribute oh Music God. Man for the what UK. Are you uh, I asked them if they could give me a price on a two EQ Stingray and a Sterling Ray Thirty Four. So I thought maybe I'd get both. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk some more about that <laughs> next week. We're over time, so I'm going to run down my ones really quickly. Um, Taylor GS Mini because everyone needs one acoustic as we've talked about great acoustic um, I've got a uh, what is it called Tone King or Guitar King 
Recording King. Recording King. Lap Steel, um, because I fancied getting one, uh, and it's completely different to anything else, and it was very, very cheap. Mahogany body. Um, that actually sounds really nice. Single P90 in there, um, and it basically cost nothing. Um, did you get it as a gift? I did get it as a gift. That's why it cost nothing. But also, the person buying, me, buying it for me as a gift did not have to spend very much. Yeah. Um, the... P-Base of Doom, the uh, 2003 uh, American standard P-Base, which is the best base ever made uh, in Sunset Orange Transparent. Um, so much better than anything that Joe Branton oh owns. Oh my God, it's such a bad base. Uh, it's the best base. Um, the uh, Les Paul Jr., which I've also had since 2003, uh, single cut uh, P90 lacquered finish. Uh, I will never sell that guitar or the P-Base. Uh, and then the uh, hot pink... Aria Diamond Series Mosrite copy, which uh, is probably the best looking guitar ever made, um, and only cost like a hundred quid or hundred and fifty quid. Um, so everyone should buy one because they're awesome. Um, I think that's it for this week. We should do the Patreon backers. We're going to carry on doing more stuff over on the Patreon episode. Patreon! Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where for as little as five dollars a month, you get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds content. For $10 a month, you become one of our exclusive Patreon backers and get your name read out thusly. David Carroll, Andy McKenzie, Joe Depto, Eric Seary, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Jack Conroy, Will Clare, Chris Wilson, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Thomsett, Laurie Anstis, Moo Gravit, Colin Anderson... There we go. If you could hear Joe's phone going off the whole time, it was just someone sending abusive words to you. And I was really worried that you, because you were reading the Patreon names from your phone, one of those words was going to slip in there. And, that, and a lot they of those, really abusive a lot of those words. words were very blue. Very blue indeed. Certainly um, tick the uh, explicit content box. Um, wow, blimey. It's um, my drummer. I haven't replied to him. Yeah, something. you should probably never reply to him again after he said that about you. I mean, most of it's true. But anyway... More content over at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can join the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. You can follow us on Twitter at guitar nerds, on Instagram at guitar nerds, at Patreon, at Patreon, on Periscope at guitar nerds. Um, or you can follow us individually at Mark underscore random, at Matt underscore nightsy, at JAYBM1, or at Joseph underscore 900. Um, there's loads of things on the internet. I'm putting loads of stuff up all the time on guitarnerds.net where you can find all our kind of written content. Um, or YouTube, Guitar Nerds videos. Uh, we did the top five ridiculously shaped metal guitars. Oh, yeah, that's good. It it's a good video, that. Very nice. Um, let's wrap this up. Let's do some Patreon, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Farewell. Bye. Goodbye to you, one and all. On your journeys, whether it be by car, train, on foot, unicycle, Segway, any mode of transport you can think of. Good luck. Don't fall on your face. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 